Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Happy to be with you. We will be talking to Gil in the next segment, 15 minutes from now. We'll have Gil on. He'll uh, be checking in with us uh, in 15 minutes' time. But before we get to Gil, we'll get back to Will. Will Hill with us right now, host of the New York City cast. Of course, you see him on the network, uh, contributes uh, to mo- a lot of our shows, a point spread weekly as well, and the Lombardi line. You see him on Monday and Tuesday. Will, uh, let's just dive in. We, we Last segment was the basketball segment. This is the, uh, this is the football segment here. Uh, Super Bowl 56, Rams-Bengals. We're set. Your initial reactions to the matchup. I'm just looking at the logos and the team names Rams versus Bengals in the Super Bowl <laughs> is still so strange to me. I mean, uh, you know, growing up most of our lives, this would be like the sixth or seventh best game on any given day. I mean, both mm-hmm. these teams, it's just such a random matchup. Uh, I have a hard time seeing the Rams lose this game. And I've been on the Bengals bandwagon. Uh, you know, I, I thought they had value, you know, before the, before the postseason. I had an exact Super Bowl matchup, 125 to 1 Bengals versus 49ers that I gave out on the podcast, believe it or not. I just think that the Bengals have been very fortunate. You know, they're outgained by the Raiders. The Titans average seven yards per play. I don't know what happened with Mahomes and that total you know, meltdown on uh, the second half. That was one of the stranger things you'll ever see. Uh, I just have a hard time seeing the Rams lose this game. I'm not sure if I'm going to lay the four and a half. You, you get a lot of recreational betters. Uh, for the Super Bowl. So they're going to be lining up to bet the Bengals on the money line, you know, bet a little to win a lot. So I, I think that that money line for the Rams will come down. If you can get to one minus one ninety, minus one eighty, something like that. Uh, I do think there's value on the Rams. I just have a hard time seeing the Rams lose this game. Is this just more just the, uh, the will also too that the Bengals offensive line has just been able to, despite their poor play, been able to survive these three games. And now you get Aaron Donald and, and uh, you have to block two other elite pass rushers on that line. Yeah, that's a tough matchup. It's a good point. Aaron Donald Miller. I mean, they're going to be all over burrow and look as a jets fan, you would love burrow. I'm a Vikings fan. I would mm-hmm. love burrow. Burrow is great. He's outstanding, but he's getting a, a little too much love here where it's like, dude, they've scored five touchdowns on offense in the playoffs. And one of them was on a 20 yard field. You know, the def- it's really been about the defense. They really haven't done a whole lot on offense. You know, I think people just dumb it down to oh, the quarterback won the game. I mean, they really haven't been great on offense, uh, you know, in this run. And I just think, you know, Cinderella usually runs out of steam at some point. I just think the Rams, this is their game. Yeah, you bring up a good point because look, I love Joe Burrow. I, I think he is he is he is in that core four. 
Plus, I guess I get, got to call it a core five because we'll throw Lamar Jackson in there as well. But the core five of quarterbacks moving forward in the AFC. But you brought up the good point, and I, I brought this up yesterday. Joe Burrow's been fine. He's been fine in this postseason run. He hasn't been great. The best play he's made this whole postseason was with his legs against Kansas City. And the fact that Cincinnati is, let's face it, they're two years ahead of schedule, Will, with Burrow playing above, slightly above average football in this postseason – that's pretty much a good tale to come for Cincinnati, even if they don't get it done, even with what we said earlier, that it's hard to get back to this point in this league. Yeah, and he threw a pick late in that game, right around midfield. Kansas City couldn't do anything with it, three and out. Then he threw another pick where I think it was Ingram just couldn't stay in bounds or he couldn't catch the ball. He was Bull. in bounds. He couldn't catch it. Where Burrow was just trying to throw the ball away and he leaves it in bounds. I mean, he made some shaky plays. Now, like he said, he made some unbelievable plays with his legs. Uh, this isn't a knock on Burrow. But, you know, you and I would give up the farm for Burrow. Mm -hmm. Most teams would. It's just, you know, evaluating it going forward, I, I just think they've been kind of uh, a fortunate in these games. The kicker never misses. You know, they've had four passes that have been tipped for interceptions, which uh, there's some good fortune with it there. I just, um, yeah, I've been more impressed with the Rams. I, th I think the Rams are the better team here. I like, I like LA. Will, uh, uh, let's go to the props here. Uh, let, let's start with, uh, let's start uh, with the, with a running back prop here. Uh, Danny Burke actually brought up the same one earlier. Cam Akers. I look uh, 62 and a half is his rushing total right now at bed. MGM. You're looking, uh, you're looking to fade acres here. Yeah, I faded him last week too. And I just think people are getting caught up in the story, the quick turnaround, the quick comeback from uh, that injury he had. I think it was in June. Remarkable that he's been able to come back, but he has not been effective. Uh, you know, he's fumbled a couple times, a couple huge fumbles against the Bucks, and he's only averaged, you know, two and a half yards per carry. He really do a, a lot last week. Didn't do much against the Bucks. Uh, he really hasn't been effective. I, I think this is going to be more of a Sonny Michelle game. I just, I, I don't like Acres. I, I think they kind of not rushed him back because, you know, he wouldn't be playing if he wasn't healthy, but you know, you just got to be fair about it. He has not been effective. And I, I like the under here to receiving props here. Will it is an astronomically high number on Cooper cup for any, any spot. Anytime you see a triple digit receiving prop, it is just a huge number. We're seeing a one Oh two and a half right now on cup at Ben MGM. What way are you looking at really the, the best skill position player in this game? And quite frankly, in the game period right now. Boy, I can't imagine how little fun it would be to sit there and bet the under on Cooper Cup receiving <laughs> yards. Uh, I'm going to bet the over, and just because I, I know it's going to happen, I know the public money is going to come in on Cup over, over, over. Like I said, nobody's going to bet under on Cup. You're going to get a lot of recreational money, so just take the over 102 and a half, put it in your pocket, and look up a week from now as the game comes closer. This is going to creep up, 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 and up. You know, it's going to be 111, 112, and you can buy back on the under. I think this is just, you know, grabbing a good number. You could, you could just, you know, keep it in your pocket, or you could play back on the under and uh, and hope for a middle. We see a lot of times, you know, these these props come down to a yard, a half a yard. Garoppolo was 232 and a half. You know, he had 235 going in the last drive and he threw a pass for negative three yards to land on 232. So, you know, get the best of the number. And I just think this is about where this number is going. I think it'll close, you know, 110, 112. Nobody's going to be betting under here. No, I, I tend to agree with you. And look, that's kind of how these popular players in this market always in these markets always happen in the Super Bowl. These numbers, people aren't coming, the recreational players aren't coming in betting unders. It just it's just never how it's been and it never will be that way, Will. Yeah, so just you know, bet the over early and then bet the under late. You'll get some uh, some good opportunities to middle. You get some arbitrage. You can get some good opportunities. This is the best time to shop around. You know these, 
you know, yards, half a yards. These props can definitely vary site to site. So this is a, uh, it's always important to shop around, but with these props, especially so. Will, are there any props that uh, are either out or haven't come out yet that you're going to be looking to play once they either the market settles or when they pop up? Because there are some props that we're still waiting on here. Yeah, I mean, the one that usually does pretty well, no score first six minutes, something like that. I could just see a tentative start both teams. You know, Stafford's never been in the Super Bowl. Neither has been, neither has Burrow. Uh, you know, it's just the, the nature of the game. You don't want to lose it early. You tend to be more conservative. You know, if it's fourth and one in your own territory, you punt, that kind of thing. So, you know, no score first six minutes. I'd probably look for an under in the first quarter. These Super Bowls tech, uh, typically are very low scoring the first quarter, first half. So, um, you know, if you like the over, maybe just wait for a, for an in-game situation and, you know, maybe play the, the first quarter to go under there. First quarter total right now, seven and a half at bet yeah. MGM. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't, I definitely don't want over in that first quarter no. at seven and a half. Uh, by the way, Rams, if you uh, want to lay a half plus one Oh five plus a half minus minus one forty on Cincinnati uh, will, uh, before we let you go here, uh, the giants, of course, hired a head coach. This week, Brian Dable, uh, the Jets uh, coaching staff, currently in uh, Mobile, Alabama, coaching the Senior Bowl. Uh, any any prospect of light moving forward for either of these franchises who have been obviously at the bottom of the league now since Eli and company magically won that Super Bowl in Indianapolis over uh, the Patriots over a decade ago after seeing now Cincinnati going from first pick in the draft to Super Bowl in two seasons? I would say more so for the Giants just because they're in the NFC. And, you know, you got Dak mm-hmm. and the Cowboys. But other than that, Washington's a disaster. Philly's okay. They're not great. And, you know, you got Dable, you got Shane, you got the Buffalo Brain Trust. I think that those are good hires. I think those guys know what they're doing. You know, Gettleman was a disaster. Uh, the last couple coaches, Judge and Shermer, have been a disaster. I, I think they, they're going in the right direction. I think Dable's going to do a good job. You know, did a really good job with Allen and the Bills. And you got some picks now. You got two picks in the top 10. I think they're fifth and seventh. The Jets and the Giants both have a lot of picks early. And you got some picks. You're in an easy conference. Uh, you know, if you're one of these quarterbacks, Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, you really got to look at the NFC and say, you know what? This is the place to be because the AFC is just kind of stacked with quarterbacks. I don't know that we've ever seen an imbalance like this where it's just all – uh, you know, on, on one side of the bracket here, especially with Brady retiring. So uh, I, I think the giants could flirt with 500 next year. I, I think they were terribly coached last year, terribly run. And I, you know, I think they're going in the right direction. The jets it's tough. Cause you got Allen in that division. You still have Belichick. You got Mahomes and Herbert in your conference. That's uh, you know, you better hope uh, Zach Wilson's the real deal there. That last point is what we're all hoping. Will. Yeah. <laughs> you hope Zach Wilson is good because if not, it's uh, maybe another decade before we see the jets back in the postseason with how stacked the AFC is. Of course, we, he's Will Hill. You, of course, can get him on the tweets at not the Will Hill, the host of the New York City cast here with uh, Sin, and also as well, you see him contributing across the network, especially on the Lombardi line Monday and Tuesday. Will, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us this morning. All right, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. See you. Of course. Uh, I will say this. I want to I piggyback on something Will just said there. Before we get to our guy, Gil Alexander, in the next segment, some books started posting futures for conferences yesterday. The AFC right now, you can't bet because you want to see how the, the offseason goes. Before Kevin O'Connell was hired, seems to be the higher in Minnesota. If Harbaugh would have been the higher in Minnesota, I really would have considered looking at the Vikings in an NFC market. But I don't know what Kevin O'Connell is going to be as an NFL head coach. 
it's hard for me to bet on a first-year head coach to do anything of success. Now, the only thing is, as we mentioned before, if Aaron Rodgers is not in the NFC. The NFC North is a disaster. The NFC quarterback situation, it's Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott are probably the two best conf- uh, quarterbacks in a conference if Rodgers leaves the NFC. We could be looking at like an a, 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 a 1980s level of dominance from the NFC over the AFC, but vice versa this time with the AFC dominating the NFC because of the quarterback play and just the way that those teams are. Probably starting next year, not this year. We'll see how this Super Bowl goes. We're going to check in with our guy, Gil Alexander. He joins us next as we roll along on a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. has a new great offer that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through college basketball's championship season on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now. Get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every single game. This deal only happens once a year. So don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. It is a numbers game here on vcin. I'm Jeff Parles on the desk. And now with us, it is Gil Alexander, the usual host of this program. Gil, good morning. Uh, how, how you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You're doing a fabulous job. All right. We're, we're doing our best here. And, and Gil, uh, uh, we, we miss you, buddy, and uh, I just, I'm just going to open the floor to you uh, right out of the gate here because, uh, again, people, uh, when, when you're not on the desk, uh, our, our great fans uh, get concerned uh, about you. Well, it's, it's a very dramatic intro. I appreciate it. No, I, I, uh, I got the vid is what I got, Jeff. I got the vid. Uh, as, someone on, uh, as someone on Twitter said, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't remember who it was exactly who said this because I bet Gil has the commander strain of the virus. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think if uh, if I extend that and say yes, it's a particularly unimaginative strain that took two years to manifest. That's exactly what I have: is the uh, commander strain of the virus. But I 
I was watching the Dalit Medvedev on Sunday morning, and I had a scratchy throat. And, you know, I have been sick in like two years. And so I was like, wow, that's strange. I uh, watched the football games, the championship games on Sunday with the same thing. And I was like, you know, I should probably schedule a, uh, a COVID test for tomorrow. And this will get into, like, real quick why this is why this is such a boondoggle is that, you know, first of all, I was lucky enough to get a PCR test appointment the next day, which is not always the case. Sometimes you have to wait longer. So I was, I got a stroke of luck that I got a test the next day. So I came to a numbers game Monday morning. I went, I got my test, but that test requires three or four days before you get your results. So then I went and I bought a home test at local CVS, took that, and it was negative. So I come into primetime action Monday night, and I'm like, man, I do not feel well. This, this, I, I know it said negative, but this, this doesn't feel right. So I did primetime action, came in Tuesday morning, numbers game was fine. Felt You feel real good in the morning after you sleep. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to take another home test while waiting on these PCR results. And I took the home test, and either I'm having a child or I tested positive, one or the <laughs> other, because both of the, both of the lines came in. So I was like, oh, man. So you realize, I guess the long story short of that is, you realize that there's a lag period involved and why we probably all just need to learn to live with this because there's no possible way with a lag period to properly manage this, right? And I've been vaccinated twice. I was booster shotted, right? So, again, you can completely get it, and apparently you can completely transmit it, the nice part about the vaccine is that you won't die, right? That's the good part about the vaccine. That should be incentive enough, I think, for everybody to get it, but, you know, teach his own. But the lag period of results based on your symptoms makes this super problematic. And the only, to me, the only realistic way to go about it is you just, you just got to live your life and figure out a way to, to live with this thing. Well, Gil, you, I will say you, you, sound, you sound good this morning. Uh, we, we talked yesterday. You sounded good then. And, uh, we, we we hope you get over it quickly. Uh, we, we definitely uh, definitely would lo- love to have you back as soon as possible, as you know. And it's uh, it's good to uh, it's good to hear you this morning too. And uh, thank you, brother. A, a lot a lot it. a lot has happened over the last two days too. So uh, let's uh, let's just start with the uh, we'll, we'll go from uh, less serious to serious here with the uh, uh, NFL wise. Washington Commanders. They had two years to figure uh, out. They had two years to figure out a name, and this is the best they can come up with. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you consider that less serious because it's uh, the bane of those of us who grew up watching this football team. It's the bane of our existence. Yeah, it's ridiculous that it took two years, and this is what they come up with. It's and by the way, it's the worst kept secret every you know in all in all life's history because we knew it was going to be a military one. We knew it was down to commanders and armada. Then Joe Theismann went and blabbed, which is so on brand for Joe to do that. And so then we all knew it was commanders over armada. But if, when I was in D.C., that's all they talked about on Sports Talk Radio. For hours they would talk about this name change. And there's not a single Washington fan that I know who, who is excited about this name. Uh, everybody kind of wanted some other derivation of a nod, you know, some sort of nod to the past. Groundhogs, warthogs, just hogs in general. A lot of people liked uh, the Red Wolves. I was never a fan of Red Wolves, but a lot of people really liked that name. I always loved the name Power. But something that was more creative than Commanders. Commanders to me is just the most unimagining. And by the way, some of the uniforms, like some of the swag that they came up with, I'm like, really? That's what you came up with after two years? So it's just the, the thing about it is it's just par for the course for a franchise. If I may, if I may, just whine for a bit, it's just it's just par for the course for a franchise that is rotten at the top. 
and a guy from the beginning, from the very first moment that he bought the franchise, acted like a horrible human being to everyone around him. And every change that he has made over the years, whether it's the name change, whether it is, you know, having to, uh, you know, whether it was just really trying to hire uh, a more diverse group of people in his front office, everything was provoked by some threat of a loss of money, whether it was a $10 million fine for sexual misconduct allegations, you know, which, which followed he himself, Daniel Snyder, having a $1.6 million settlement of one that was personal sexual misconduct charge. Uh, everything that they've ever done was provoked by a threat of some kind, never from goodness, never from having a, a core, a good moral core. And so what you have, there's a reason why no one shows up at their games. It's not coincidental. Uh, people have just people who have been lifelong fans have just had it with the franchise, and it, it all starts at the top. And no matter how good the people are underneath, who are well intentioned, hey, look at a great name change. It's like, yeah, man. And I'll just close it by saying, he is more likely. Daniel Snyder is more likely to sell that team voluntarily than they are to win a Super Bowl. And that tells you everything you need to know about this franchise. He's never selling it unless made to. And they're just on the football field. You know, people will say, oh, well, winning is the great tonic. That will solve everything. What are they winning? They're not winning anything. This team is just, it just has no hope to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't disagree with anything you said there, Gil. Uh, and you would, you would uh, know better than me as well, following that team your entire life. And it just seems like one bad thing after another. And uh, also, too, uh, on the lighter side there, Gil, the uh, the uniforms look like you know in a, in a, in an unlicensed video game they have to come up with the fake uniforms for the actual teams. That's what they kind of look <laughs> like. Isn't it? That's well, it. who's it? John John Kime, who uh, covers the covers the team for ESPN. He said that one of those designs wouldn't have like won a sixth grade <laughs> you know design contest. So yeah, man, there you go. You are Washington Commanders. There you go. The Washington Commanders, which now, by the way, the longest character count of any name in the National Football League uh, uh, for people geez. that are going to be tweeting that out uh, throughout the uh, the years to come. Uh, to a more serious note, uh, Gil, and, and we have about uh, about two minutes here, and then we'll, 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 we can continue to talk about this on the other side. Uh, Brian Flores' uh, law, uh, lawsuit against the NFL over uh, hi, uh, hiring practices uh, came out two days ago. Uh, but Gil, I, I want I want to just touch on one note in that uh, that didn't have to do with the the hiring practices per se, but that was uh, the note of Stephen Ross uh, allegedly offering Brian Flores a hundred thousand dollars per loss in his first year in Miami. And and Gil, that was of all the things that came in this uh, came out of the lawsuit, that was the first tidbit of new information that came out to me that was very jarring from a competitive balance point of view as well. Well, I mean, this is the gambling aspect, right? So, uh, and you're right, we should probably talk about this more after the break, mm -hmm. but, but the, the, the nuts and bolts of the lawsuit, yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of knew that some head coaching interviews were shams. And I think what Brian Flores alleges in the lawsuit is, you know, he's saying out loud what a lot of people already assumed. But what you're talking about is what matters to us in the gambling sense, which is, 
hey, man, like this is why this is why back in 2018 when we did Tankapalooza on a numbers game in the NBA, remember that people's first reaction to us doing it was very chopped in the middle. Some people were like, dude, what are you talking about? Teams don't tank. And I'm like, it's not the players on the court. It's what they're set up to do and to not do, to not maximize their chances to win on the basketball court. And now what Flores is alleging is something that we need to consider from a football standpoint, and we'll talk about this more after the break, but Mm -hmm. this is huge for us to know as betters. You have to file this away for late-season stuff. Absolutely, Gil, and, and we're, we're going to continue that discussion on the flip side because I know you have more to say. I have more to say as well on this. And also, too, a, uh, a, a report uh, from Pro Football Talk that I just saw that also may be a little bit interesting on the future of one big-name quarterback. I'm going to ask you about that as well, Gil. I'll tell you when we get back. Gil Alexander with us from his apartment this morning here on a numbers game on VCND Sports Betting Network. More with Gil next. Stormy Bonatoni on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the Big Game Betting and Beers event right here at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maliulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's Big Game and stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for anyone 21 or older, so stop by the South Point on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blondale, specials on Budweiser, and you can purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books and learn more from these bookmakers here at this great event, Betting and Beers, live at the South Point next Friday, February 11th at 6 o'clock. It is a numbers game. I'm Jeff Parles. With us on the phone from his apartment, Gil Alexander, with us right now, Gil. Uh, before we get back into the Brian Flores uh, uh, lawsuit, uh, you are still going to have the Megapod today, the uh, Vegas Lifestyles edition. Oh yeah, we don't stop. For, we, the Megapod doesn't stop with uh, when it comes to the Vegas Lifestyle Pod. It's our it's our one episode per year. That the only real sports tie-in is we talk about sports books, but it's the 11th annual. I cannot believe. Yes, I've been podcasting for 11 years. The 11th annual Vegas Lifestyle Podcast, uh, a man's guide to uh, Sin City is what we used to call it. And we essentially go through, and as we've gotten older, by the way, we've, we've lopped off some categories. Just want to point that out. Uh, when we were younger, it got a little uh, little different. But we, uh, we do sports books, restaurants. Uh, we try to expand. Mark Meltzer, Meltzer like Seltzer, is man about town. He can tell you about all the different parties that are going on uh, when it comes to March Madness. Obviously, we'll talk about uh, other things happening uh, in town, day clubs, nightclubs, that kind of thing. So it's really for those who are planning on a trip to Vegas with your buddies at some point, really the ultimate guide to that. Mark Meltzer, like Seltzer, as always, uh, be out a little bit later in the day. So go check that out, Beating the Book, Megapod, the Vegas Lifestyles. Uh, hey, what is Wishnev even going to add to this, Gil? That's the big well, question. Well, you know what? We had it. We actually had a discussion about that. I'm like, what are you going to add to this? He's like, I don't know. So, you know, there's your answer. Uh, I don't know. See, see, so Mikey will be there, though. We'll, uh, we'll be intrigued to see what he does add then. Now, that'll be uh, that'll be what I'll be looking for there, Gil. Uh, before- Hi, Jake. 
high, that high jinx is usually what he brings anyway. So, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it'll be a, a good time as usual. Gil, uh, just, uh, I want you to continue what you were saying before the break. Um, we were talking about the Brian Flores lawsuit and the, uh, the part of it of in there of uh, Stephen Ross allegedly offering Brian Flores a hundred thousand dollars per loss in that 2019 season. Of course, as we know, the Dolphins ended up with the fifth pick, taking Tua Tagovailoa in that draft. Joe Burrow was the first pick of that draft to the Cincinnati Bengals the following year. I mean, I don't have much to add, honestly, Jeff, other than, you know, just sort of, again, hearkening back to when we first started about tanking, way before tanking was cool, right, on a numbers game, and we used to exploit it. I remember a lot of people were like, oh, he's just giving out money lines. No, dude, I'm doing it against teams that are legitimately tanking. Figure it out, right? And so what I'm saying is now everybody's kind of getting this. Now, if you believe the allegations or you don't, what at least I would hope this would do for betters. And by the way, Stephen Ross has denied all allegations. We should also point out that the Cleveland Browns have denied all allegations. Hugh Jackson apparently, in retrospect, would like you to believe that he was offered incentive to lose games as if he couldn't do it on his own, right? Um, but, you know, you just have to be aware. Just stop. I guess, what, I guess the message for me is don't be closed-minded on stuff like this. There are things that happen behind the scenes that you have to consider. If a team is bad and their season is already done, but there's games remaining, just don't dismiss it entirely that some other things could be afoot. And we won't go on the air and, you know, haphazardly or irresponsibly say anything without any evidence to support it. During Tankapalooza, we pointed out, oh, look, Dirk Nowitzki and J.J. Barea come off the court every damn game during crunch time. Oh, look, Devin Booker has another mysterious injury, right? Like, I mean, there's certain things that are tells. And so that's the only message I want to say from that is let's just file that away from an NFL standpoint and see if anything corroborates in the future. Well, not only that, Gil, we've talked about just the 17-game season really making things a little bit different from an upset perspective for maybe teams not giving it their all. In every game, and now if you throw something like this in for a bad team with the extra game, it's just another scenario where you have to be aware. Yeah, I mean, really, that's all I'm. That's all I'm saying is okay. Just you know, hey, there it is. You know, y'all be the judge. Gil, let's go to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers news du jour today. Uh, pro uh, football uh, talk, uh, uh, aggregating this from 1025 the game in Nashville. Jarrett Stillman with a report. That uh, Aaron Rodgers has uh, purchased land is in and is the process of building a house in Franklin, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville. Which, of course, that's where the Titans reside. Gil, we we talked about this for maybe about five minutes after the mm-hmm. Titans and Packers got eliminated uh, from the NFL playoffs. Of the AFC sites, Tennessee does make a whole lot of sense. If Aaron Rodgers were to want out of Green Bay and he had to go to the AFC side of things. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I did bring it up on a numbers game. I think I brought it up on primetime action, and I said openly, I'm like, why not Tennessee? When no one, no one had mentioned Tennessee. Tennessee is maybe the single most tailor-made team to bring in Aaron Rodgers and for that team to soar, soar to the heights of that conference. And I would even argue that if Aaron Rodgers played for the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, with A.J. Brown, uh, with the, I don't know what Julio Jones' story is, but with the shell of Julio Jones. But anyway, I think that you have a team that is, if not the 
shot to win the conference, they are right on the same tier as the Chiefs and the Bills and everybody else. Because that's Aaron Rodgers, dude, in, a, in, a, in an offense that has a unicorn in the backfield. Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers with Derrick Henry? Good Lord. And A.J. Brown? Uh, to me, that makes all the sense in the world with apologies to Ryan Tannehill and the Tannehill family, but, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, dude. And that's really, honestly, when I look back at the playoffs at this point where we have the Bengals and the Rams, I've said the whole time, like, who, who feels worse? Do the Bills feel worse having lost to the Chiefs the way they, they lost? Do the Packers feel the worst the way that they lost to the Niners not having given up an offensive touchdown? Or is it actually the Titans who had the ball on their racket? with a chance to beat the Bengals, and Tannehill just kept throwing it into tight spots, and the ball would bounce up in the air, and Ryan Tannehill, luck is that it gets picked. And you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, you cannot argue there's a better team for him to fit on. Maybe as good, but better? No way. The uh, the interesting thing, Gil, is if you put Tennessee, first off, they would be a huge favorite in the AFC South. There's no debating that. Uh, if you, sure. It would be a huge favorite in that in that division. Right now, by the way, just looking at books that have futures up, the Titans right now, uh, Ben MGM doesn't have next year's uh, championship up. DraftKings right now has Tennessee at 22 to 1, which right now, Gil, would be, sh- which is longer than the Denver Broncos and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can tell you that Tennessee will not be longer than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once the season gets closer. I can guarantee you that. Well, not if Aaron Rodgers is headed there, that's for sure. <laughs> even if uh, Ryan Tannehill is there. Yeah, yeah, even if Ryan Tannehill is there, kids, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sam. Gil, uh, tennis. We, uh, we, we, the people were asking, even though you weren't here yesterday, were there tennis picks? Uh, it looks like you have a few today. Yeah, I got a few. Again, this is really difficult because it's global tennis. There's three different venues across in three different time zones, so it's like a whole thing. But in uh, Argentina, which is during the day today, so at least that's in our uh, that's in our hemisphere, and so that's more in line with our time. There's a couple matches this afternoon. Uh, one of which is I'm on Alejandro Tabilo, T-A-B-I-L-O, over Carlos Taberner. Uh, Taberner is how you actually pronounce that. So I'm on. Alejandro Tabilo, T-A-B-I-L-O. It's about minus 135-ish. I got it at minus 136. Price should be right around there now against Carlos Taberner. And the other one I'm on, and you should actually get a better price than I did on this, I'm on Sebastian Baez against Christian Garin. Baez, I got it as a minus, but you can get him at a plus 105 now. So um, those are the two this afternoon. And then late night tonight, this one is in India, in Pune, uh, India in the Maharashtra Open. I know you're very familiar with that tournament, uh, Jeff. Uh, I'm on Joao Sousa. Al Sousa against Daniel Altmaier. Sousa's about a plus. I got him plus 157. Probably not as high as that now. It's probably like plus 144. But I would still play Sousa at that number. So, Pabilo, Baez, and Sousa are my three tennis picks. We will have those in the newsletter. And the, uh, we'll, we'll have the right spelling as well on those three picks uh, if uh, you missed those from Gil. Uh, Gil, uh, thank you for, for hopping on this morning. Uh, it's good to hear you. It's good to, good to hear uh, that your, your voice is sounding better. And, uh, look, uh, we, we miss you. We hope you get better quickly. And, uh, we, of course, uh, we'll hear you on the Megapod later today. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Of course, Gil Alexander, the host of this very program, the host of primetime action as well, but uh, COVID's not going to stop Gil from doing the Megapod later today with uh, Todd Wishnev, Mike Palm, and uh, Mark Meltzer, the special guest on the Vegas Lifestyles pod today. 
on the Megapod. Of course, Beating the Book Pod, you can get vcin.com slash podcast. We're going to look at tonight's college basketball slate and a little bit more on the Super Bowl as well. That's next on a numbers game on vcin. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. GM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet at BetMGM, a proud authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com today and use the bonus code VSIN200. That's V-S-I-N-2-0-0. To win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. New customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-transferable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. It was really good to hear from Gil Alexander the last two segments. Uh, Gil seems to be doing a little bit better, which is uh, which is very good. But I will say this. One one thing I want to show real quick, and we didn't have time to do this with Gil. Uh, our COO of the company, Bill 80, tweeted this out last night because as a network, we're heading in amazingly to the sixth Super Bowl that VSIN has done. And here's the tweet from last night with the picture. This is February 1 of 2017. This is where I am broadcasting from right now. Four days before the Falcons and the Patriots played each other. We all know what happened in that one. 28-3. That's what the studio looked like four days before. Of course, the first ever uh, big game betcast took place that day. Brent Musburger, Gil Alexander. And here we are now. In 2022, heading into our sixth big game, Chris, Vinny, Todd Mossberger, and there's a in the far, the far uh, back there, Gil Alexander. Look at how young Gil looked six years ago. Look at that. Really fun to see how far we've come as a network uh, there with that great uh, picture from Bill ADRCOO. Let's. Uh, I, I got two in college basketball to get through real quick. 
two picks last night. It was actually a really good day on the show last uh, yesterday morning. Uh, Kai McKeon went 3-0. and gave, gave out Vanderbilt. They covered relatively easily, losing by seven to uh, Kentucky. A good spot to go against the Cats off of their big win on the road. And uh, we're going to... Uh, we're going to go a little bit smaller here, uh, but first, uh, quick thoughts on UCLA, Arizona. UCLA is a seven-point favorite, or excuse me, UCLA is a seven-point underdog at Arizona tonight. I uh, That is too many points. I more than likely will bet UCLA. I'm very curious to see how this market goes through the day. We're starting to see some six-and-a-half out there. I think anything over five is probably good on the Bruins. Arizona couldn't shoot against UCLA, couldn't make a shot even though they were getting some good looks, really looked bad against Arizona State in uh, the Territorial Cup on the basketball court over the weekend. Not coming close to covering as a 20-point favorite against their in-state rival. That total is about right, 147. Nothing wrong with that. But we were looking at looking at the Arizona being too big of a favorite here. Would look to play UCLA. The other two games, CAA action, currently undefeated in the conference and amazingly enough, winners of 11 in a row, excuse me, 12 in a row, the Seahawks of UNC Wilmington put their 9-0 conference record on the line at Elon tonight. UNC Wilmington has covered 10 straight as well on top of that win streak. I like the Seahawks of UNC Wilmington to continue their winning streak. They are a one-point road favorite. You can take the money line. You can lay the one. Whatever you'd like to do there, whatever you're more comfortable, I like UNC Wilmington to cover the one win outright on the road at Elon, who is not a good basketball team. Even though the numbers don't match up with Wilmington, they're still climbing up. Ken Palm still 216, despite all their winning that they've been doing over the last month and a half. Still undervalued. Minus 115 money line, lay one, whatever you want to do. Both of those are good on UNC Wilmington. And then... The second-best team in that conference, Hofstra, they're going to host Towson, who is also a good team in that league. They're at Towson, actually the highest-ranked Ken Palm team in the league right now. But I do like the pride of Hofstra at home tonight. Lay the three with Hofstra coming off a, a really just a disheartening loss to that UNC Wilmington team on the road over the weekend, blowing a double-digit lead in the second half. Hofstra did. But I like Hofstra to cover the three against Towson. Towson beat Hofstra in their building. Hofstra gets revenge tonight. We'll lay the three with Hofstra. So those are the two we're going with. UNC Wilmington is a small road favorite. Hofstra as a small home favorite tonight in the CAA. Hopefully we can build off of what we did yesterday on the program with Vanderbilt covering all numbers last night. And then, of course, the good picks from Kai McKeon yesterday, 3-0 and on his Let's go back into the big game of the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, we're getting uh, just a day closer every single day to the Bengals and the Rams. And <laughs> something that Will Hill stuck uh, stuck out to me, something he said, it really is amazing just thinking, oh, the Bengals and the Rams are playing in the Super Bowl? The, the Rams were the worst team in the NFL for a decade, and the Bengals have been one of the bigger loser franchises except – for those two Super Bowl appearances in the 80s with Ken Anderson uh, and uh, Boomer Esiason, of course, in those two Super Bowls that they lost to the 49ers. But one thing I want to look at here in the, in the final segment of the show, kickers. Yes, we can bet on kickers. And we have two good ones here 
in this one. Uh, Matt Gay has struggled in this postseason. He's missed a pair of kicks. He missed two kicks all regular season. Uh, he was short on that 47-yarder in Tampa, which I still can't fully get over, that a pro kicker was short from 47 in the year 2022. The 54-yard kick wide and short against San Francisco last week. Money Mac, Evan McPherson hasn't missed a kick this whole postseason. He's been rock solid all the way through. The kicking points for both of these guys, seven and a half. Matt Gay's uh, over is juiced a little more than McPherson's, minus 130 on Matt Gay. Actually, this is a minus 115 straddle both sides. Uh, so uh, McPherson flat at Bet MGM on that. Field goals made one and a half. Uh, McPherson actually juiced higher than Matt Gay. PATs made two and a half juice. Uh, to the under on McPherson at minus 175, plus 130 on the over. I will say this. I will take any Evan McPherson prop over in this game. The only one I would hesitate on is the PATs. I like the over 7.5. I like the uh, 1.5 field goals made over as well, even though that is juiced. 7.5 total points, that is, for Evan McPherson. Look, even though we have we, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the program, Joe Burrow has been solid in this postseason. He hasn't been great by any stretch. The Bengals have struggled to score touchdowns offensively in this tournament as well. We saw it against Tennessee. They only had one offensive touchdown in that game. The game against the Titans, they had two, or excuse me, against the Raiders, they had two, and one of them was the controversial whistle blowing in the middle of the play touchdown that uh, shouldn't have counted against Las Vegas. But Evan McPherson, if you get opportunities for field goals, he's not missing those kicks. And Cincinnati has struggled in the red zone because of that offensive line play, which we would anticipate the offensive line play struggling again against the Rams with an even better pass rush than we've seen them face in this postseason. And that Von Miller guy looks like himself again. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the world. Leonard Floyd is... is it's almost forgotten on that D-line because of just how underrated he is with Miller and Donald in that line. And look, I, I know you're trying to think, oh, how is offensive line play connected to kicking? Well, if the Bengals' offensive line struggles to block in the red zone and they can't kick and they can't score touchdowns, they're going to have to kick field goals. So I like McPherson over seven and a half kicking points. I like the field goals made at one and a half. I'm going to be very curious to see if there's any books that dish it too. And better juice. I don't expect those in any of the newer jurisdictions because a lot of a lot of those books like having it on a half. Here in Vegas, we will see books put even numbers out, and they're okay with giving out giving money back on pushes. I'd also be willing to play an over two if you can find that on McPherson field goals made. I expect Cincinnati to have to kick some field goals in this game because of the way their offensive line will struggle when they get in deep. Matt Gay, I don't like any of those numbers. I don't really have a feeling. I, I quite frankly don't trust him right now with the way he's looked in this postseason. And look, I mean, that may be unfair. He's missed two kicks the whole regular season. He missed two in the postseason. But it's a different ball game in the postseason, and we'll have to see if Matt Gay can handle the pressure of kicking again in his own building in the biggest game in the entire world in any sport here, of course, uh, Super Bowl 56. Getting closer, getting closer. Every day moves us tighter to that game kicking. And, of course, we'll have you covered all Super Sunday long here on VC. And, of course, our big game betcast 
the uh, the holy grail of what we do here at the network. That's all the time that we have here on a numbers game. The Lombardi line, Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi. Coming your way next. We'll see you next time on a numbers game here on VEASAN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 